In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and this is our two-year anniversary with this show. So I'd really like to thank our listeners. We do have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And welcome back to our returning listeners. But if you're new, listening for the first time today, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digitalization, and basically the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in this economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues, such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations, to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. So please download this series on iTunes Google and Stitcher. In these series, you can listen to great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from, people that will motivate you and stimulate new ideas, and possibly even be the key to your future success. I invite you to connect with me. Send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Connect with me on my website, leadershipbeyondborders.net. Also, Send me an email. Tell me what you want to hear about. We'd like to hear what kind of subjects you want to talk about. So if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure you take home something useful for either your business or yourself. So now on to what we're going to talk about today. Now, normally, it's really easy for me to write my episode descriptions But our guest today has so much knowledge about so many things, I actually didn't even know where to to start to begin. Um, But what we're going to talk about today is kind of really what everything this show is about. We're going to talk about how globalization, digitalization, and technology is affecting both our personal and business lives and how we should be and can cope with these rapid changes at the individual level the societal level, and the business and economic level. Now, the concepts of digitalization, globalizations are sometimes parallel concepts, sometimes intersecting concepts, and sometimes conflicting forces. Now, that may sound contradictory, but that's the way it is. And globalization, which is often thought as a new phenomenon, is really not new. I mean, if you think about it, globalization is very simply... The, the contact between diverse individuals, and it actually began in prehistoric times with prehistoric um, tribes wandering and settling and integrating themselves into more stable tribal environments. Now, what has changed is only what we consider global. In prehistoric times, global was a matter of 10 miles or 20 kilometers. Today, it has no limits. And digitalization, what's that about? I mean, it's technology and advancement, and digitalization is quickly changing our economy and our society, and it's a tremendous opportunity for society and will be in the years to come. And when you combine all these trends, it can be overwhelming for the individual and society as a whole. But we have to grasp these opportunities with both hands and welcome them because they're not going away. And our speaker today integrates her own philosophy, not only into her private life, but helps companies recognize how important shifting values and social changes are in leading successful businesses. And our guest today is So Lima and mm-hmm. So Lima Gorani is a motivational speaker, philanthropist, and author who does approximately 200-plus global talks per year. 
She advises major companies on topics such as sales, service, and customer loyalty, as well as strategic relationship building and change management, as well as employee motivation and the future of business. Now, she was selected as one of the 192 management leaders by World Economic Forum. And in 2012, she was recognized as one of the 20 most business-minded people in the Nordic countries by the Nordic Business Forum. Now, she received a number of prestigious awards, including Top 100 Talent Europe, 40 Under 40, and Women Economics Influencer Award in 2015. She was also chosen as a UN Woman and Advisor Ambassador in 2015. And in 2017, she was in the top 100 women in media, as well as Copenhagen's Good Will Ambassador. She resides today in Palo Alto, California, where she's connecting with us. So, Solima, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kimpi. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, when someone up my resume I'm always like oh is that really me uh, <laughs> because honestly speaking of course I'm super happy about you know what I've achieved in my life but it's it's really you know it's my work it's what I do every day it's uh, I don't think about this as a career I think it as it as my life and it's all it's even overwhelming for me to listen to all this but it's uh, it's exciting but uh, <laughs> honestly speaking it's it's my life and it's my work and no one thought I would come this far you know I yeah I was, I was kicked out of school in seventh grade you know so it's a little bit overwhelming to uh, listen to yeah well, well let's t- tell us a little about that because I mean your story is really really interesting and we talk about globalization integration and you're yeah. you're an incredible example of that can you just tell us your story a little bit <clears throat> Uh, great pleasure. So um, um, my mom is Danish. My dad, who passed away a few years ago, was a Moroccan, Moroccan-Danish. That's a very rare combination. And I grew up in a very white community in Denmark because people in the 70s was just all white. And I grew up all my life being told that I looked wrong, that I was wrong, that I that my family was wrong, that, uh, you know, uh, we were working class family. My dad, it was super ex- difficult for him to get a job he was an immigrant he didn't speak the language really well we moved around all my life I don't even remember how many schools I went to you know and we have never enough money Uh, I was that kind of kid that the other kids were not allowed to play with you know I grew up super isolated and super Mm -hmm. lonely and very sad and um, I was actually 16 when the first person in my life told me that I had a career ahead of, ahead of me and that I could become someone and that I was important in the life, in the history actually, uh, and that I could go out and make a change. I was 16 years old. Before then, everyone told me to shut up, <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. so, um, so um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I ran away from my parents when I was 13. You have to remember, some of you who might listen to this show now, will understand you grow up in super difficult environment. You either accept your destiny or you want to change it and you can change it by being a positive, optimistic person. And, you know, I was angry, man. I was angry and sad. And I was like, I wished for so many times, I just wished that I wasn't born or I wasn't born into that family or I so wanted to be white uh, and it's it's ridiculous because I will never become white and why should I become white but I was there was no brown people in my environment I ran away from my my parents and I lived in the streets and the police picked me up and they put me in foster care and children's homes and institutions and oh my god Kimberly I mean that <laughs> it was just a never pain but you know what when I was 16 17 things started changing not in not in my I mean I could still not get a job people still didn't want to interview me if I sent them applications I I didn't do well in school I was struggling but something inside me changed when I was 16 and that is really crucial for all I do still I decided my destiny the design of my life I have two choices either I can you know put my, my destiny in the hands of the politicians or some employer or I can design my own life and from that moment when I was 16 I decided 
that I am responsible for my own happiness and my own future. And if I want to change the situation I am in, I have to change it now and I have it to change it for everyone else in the same situation as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I decided to become a trailbla- trailblazer or whatever you call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you think, do you think, uh, and this is so important, do you think you had a lot of obstacles? So, oh, yeah. so your father was in, was in um, he integrated from Morocco. You mm-hmm. grew up um uh, in a mixed family in the 70s mm-hmm. if if you consider it and and then of course you're a girl mm-hmm. okay um yeah. what do you think had the biggest impact do you think it was more do you think it was the the gender impact mm-hmm. or the combination of the mm-hmm. the ethic ethnics and and g- gender what do you think um was probably the biggest challenge so for me, uh, the first 15 years of my life of course was that I was a girl because my dad, who is from Morocco, being born Muslim, uh, growing up in a very freak, I mean, Denmark is, you know, as liberal as it gets, right? With drinking and boyfriends and, you know, I was makeup, you know, simple things like dresses. I wasn't allowed to do all those things. I was super protected in terms of, you know, they, I think like most mom and trying to not get their kids into trouble, but I was, I'm also a very, um, I'm also a very strong I was a strong girl at that time even, so I had a lot of fights with my dad. We were literally fighting, and this, you know, it was a very unsafe home, both for, both for him and for me. There was so much fighting going on, and um, had I been a boy, I think I would have more freedom mm-hmm. uh, uh, to begin with. Yeah. So, so you see, so that's what affected you more, the gender in the beginning. And then I see that just to talk about, you've, you've created your own path now. Okay. Um, and you're, you work with a lot of women, you do work with a lot of peak coaching. And what I see sometimes is sometimes women find it very, very difficult to, to make decisions and, and find their path. Do you yeah. say that also? And do you have any insights to you know, why is that? <clears throat> You know, women, they, from the moment we are born, we are being told what it means to be a real woman or a real girl, what it, what it means to behave. And society has strong opinions, what is a good mom, what is a good wife or a good spouse. We are, I mean, men have the same norms, right? But women, especially, we, we grow up thinking that we, are sh- that we should be ashamed of our uh, uh, ambitions or desires in life or, you know, and I, I want to free women, you know, free them from all those stereotypes, biases and all those things. And that is why I primarily work with women today. And that is because I want them to make choice in life. Mm-hmm. And do, do you think that... Um, as we move forward and with with technology and globalization do you think those 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 conceptions are changing at all now um they are slightly it's it's it 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 does matter uh, where you live so us is very different from europe europe is very different from asia asia is certainly different from middle east and i work in all countries and uh, most countries. So it depends really where you live because every single nation has its own norms. But in a global connected world, women in India are super inspired by women in, in US and US is very inspired by women from Scandinavia. So for the first time, really, Kimberly, we have the option to create a global movement where women will be equally paid, have equal rights. I, I, I mean, that technology women now are more connected and more empowered than ever the big question is are we ready to do it you know are we ready to take that empowerment and and use it for something good and i'm talking about private and personal uh, chances but also work-wise and and and, yeah so it's a very interesting period of time right now Uh, it's never been it's never been more to be a woman not only because in 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 the aftermath of me too that has just begun but it's it's thanks to technology women will now finally be really free but it they need to be educated in it how to use it and how to use it for their best Mm -hmm. well that that's i want to come back to that we're going to take a short break and when we come back i want to talk about that question are we ready and and how can we use that okay um so let's hold on to that thought while we take a break and for our listeners we are talking to solema 
Garani, and she is a motivational speaker, philanthropist, and author who gives approximately 200-plus global talks per year. In 2012, she was selected as one of the 192 management leaders by World Economic Forum, and in 2012, she was recognized as one of the 20 most business-minded people in the Nordic countries by the Nordic Business Forum. And if you'd like to reach out to her, you can reach out to her, and I'm going to spell this now, on Instagram under Solima, and that's S-O-U-L-A-I-M-A Gorani, which is G-O-U-R-A-N-I, okay? And you can reach out to her on Instagram and Twitter under that name, and on Facebook, it's under Solima Gorani Global. And she'd love to hear from you, so please reach out to her. And as I said, when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit more about, you know, if we are ready. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, and leadership and business expert. You can reach me with at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or go to our LinkedIn group at Leadership Beyond Borders or my website. And this program is also sponsored by CINDA, the Search and Information Association of Europe. And you can look up CINDA under www.cinda.com. And with that, we're going to take a short break and be right back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The pace of change in the world is increasing exponentially and shows no signs of slowing down. Leadership is evolving and requires more and more innovative leaders to keep up. Innovating Leadership, co-creating our future with Maureen Metcalf, features interviews with global business leaders, thought leaders, and academics in a wide range of industries. Proven concepts and tools may be applied to build your organization and deliver sustainable success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We all hear about information security, identity, and privacy threats. The more technology becomes part of our lives, with more data created to provide insights about our lives, the more concerned we need to be. That's why it's important to tune in to Data Security and Privacy with the Privacy Professor. Host Rebecca Harold is an internationally recognized expert in these areas. Rebecca and her guests will let you know how to keep your business and personal data safe. Listen live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business station. And... We are now, this show is our second anniversary, so I really am very excited to have our guest today, and our guest is Solima Gorani, and she's a motivational speaker, a philanthropist, and an author, and she does about 200-plus global talks per year, and she was also selected in 2012 as one of the 192 management leaders by World Economic Forum, and she helps businesses as well as individuals individuals with transitions and try to help their their lives be more successful now um 
So, Lima, before we left, we were just talking about, you know, your situation, which is a really great story, and uh, the changing environment, the global environment, and and we have a lot of things going on. For example, in Europe, we have um, legislation 2020, which puts 40% women or gender balance on boards, and so we, we did both agree that there are some changes, and I guess the question that you asked, and I would ask too, is do you think we are ready for this diversity mm-hmm. change? Um, I see a lot of women who who are sometimes confused with it and don't know, you know, what they want. Do they want that CEO job or do they want a middle-level job and have a family or do they only want a family? What are you seeing and what do you think? You know, uh, thanks to technology, and thanks to the future of work, uh, there is no right one right answer. The the real answer is really you can design your life just the way you want it to be. You know, just 30 years ago, actually just 20 years ago, if you wanted to be considered as successful as a woman, a work, working woman, you should have a position as a manager, maybe as a CEO or at least a VP and you had to have responsibility for some employees and you had to go to a very important office every day and you had to dress in a certain way. That is not the case anymore. Thanks to technology, you can actually build a really big and very successful global company from your house, from your home, from your bedroom even. Like, And that has never been the case before. So women, I don't know why uh, it should be the same. Men should have the same consciousness. They don't. Some of them don't. But women... Most women, if they choose to have kids, they always, you know, they f- they find it difficult to find the balance between being a mom and a provider. And more and more women are being single providers because, you know, we have a lot of divorcing going on. So, you know, the future is not as safe as it used to be when women just married a man and just counting on him being a provider. So women really has a big responsibility not only to be a good but they also have to make sure that they have the skills and they, you know, everything they need just to take care of themselves and, and their kids in the future. If the husband dies or he leaves mm-hmm. them or, you know, we really have to empower ourselves and take the full, and I really mean the full responsibility for our own life. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm fascinated about life design. And life design is the most oversubscribed class at Stanford University. Why? Well, because, you know, people want to understand how do I design a future where I not only thrive and where I'm happy, because most people don't thrive and most people are not happy all the time, besides the Scandinavians, right? But the thing mm-hmm. is, <laughs> we are always so happy. But, you know, the thing is, you have to design a life where you really make the money that you need for you to survive and feel safe in life. And that is that amount. Kimberly, your, 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 your amount might be different from mine, right? But you have mm-hmm. to start thinking about that am- amount. You have to start learning money. You have start learning to close the gap you might have within your competences, not only for what you are supposed to work with today, but how is your industry going to look like five years from now? Do you know 10 years from now? And do you put enough money away so that you can start taking that responsibility for educating yourself? Because you can. Remember what I said in the first part of this interview, you have to make a decision to take the full responsibility for your own life. Don't mm-hmm. put your life in your hands of your spouse an employer and not the politicians right that's for mm-hmm. that's for sure so women can now st- there's no more excuse you can have, be a successful mom you can have a big company or you can choose to go at ho- stay at home and still make money the technology the options are here it's never been easier for women but we need them to read and start implementing and start thinking about life design today Mm-hmm. And I think that's interesting that you said what you said about the the life design at Stanford, and mm-hmm. um, people, and especially especially the 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 new generation coming up, Generation mm-hmm. Z. I mean, mm-hmm. people are thinking about taking responsibility and and designing their lives. Mm-hmm. But I I, I want to take that question a step further because mm-hmm. I if I decide to take responsibility, design my life, and move forward. Um, Sometimes I can control the circumstances, sometimes I can't, but mm-hmm. what are companies doing? Okay, as this wave moves away, you mm-hmm. work with a lot of companies. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, this is, we're not just talking about gender balance here. We're talking about also a complete shift in globalization, okay? Yeah. You know, there are people, we're working with groups and, and leadership teams or teams that are virtual, um, full of different nationalities, um, different languages. Mm. Are companies shifting mm. also? Are you seeing that? Um, well, uh, I actually hear three different questions, but let me start from the beginning. Yeah. So. I go to Davos, it's the World Economic Forum's annual meeting in Davos every year. It's the biggest companies in the world, it's heads of states, it's kings and queens. And I get the chance to sit down and listen to the strategies of some of the biggest companies in the world and the politicians. And frankly, there's no country and there's no company yet that can fully answer one question. And I give the same question over over again and I'm still I still need just one good answer and this is to head of states as well mm-hmm. what competences do we need in our country in our company 10 years from now that mm-hmm. <laughs> that question should be the simplest question to answer I would like my politicians in Denmark to be able to answer this question because I send my kids to school every day think that the school will prepare them for the future. But the truth being is, no, they don't know. The biggest companies, they have no idea how to make sure that none of their employees are being left behind. Five, I'm not even talking about 20 years from now, I'm talking five years from now. Mm-hmm. So you can either become start freaking out about it or you can start thinking, okay, what am I going to do about it? So that was really the reason why I just finalized my next book, uh, on future of work, it is in Danish, Kimberly. I'm sorry, but I just I just gave it to the to the to the publishing house, um, who's going to publish it in August 2019. But it's really I, I decided to spend one year to find out. Okay, tell me what skills do I need to develop? And honestly, for my own sake, right? I want to know, but I also want to be a better advisor to my kids. They are nine and eleven, and they, you know, you know how it is in middle school. You come home, you have to pick your specials and should he should he pick Spanish or should he pick cooking or should he pick coding right there's so mm-hmm. many decisions to to make and I, I wanted to become a better advisor for my kids also so that was why I wrote this book uh, about future of work and and I came ex- so the book is super super big it's like 300 pages but the thing is if I have to really put it down to to a very few words and it's simplified it's so simple but it's S-M-A-C S for social, meaning understand social media. Uh, Facebook might not exist ten years from now, but we don't know. But it what ha- what it, what it brought us will will stay. You know the whole mm-hmm. philosophy of community communicating, being connected. Uh, so social. Uh, M, of course, for mobile, mobile phones. Uh, most of Africa, most of the world, do not have computers. They have mobile phones mm-hmm. only. Banking, insurance, healthcare, everything is education from mobile phone uh, analytics understand complexity thinking decision making data uh, sma and then it's c for, for cloud and uh mm-hmm. cloud because everything is up in the sky you know you don't have your own server anymore i remember when i was a student i had my own server in my living room <laughs> you, you don't have that anymore right yeah. so i'm just saying and that's a that's a, that's a whole that's whole you know no one is really educating people in clouding yet it's so critical i mean you and i can only having have we can only have this because of technology like cloud computing and all that anyway mm-hmm. so that is really the simple question so everything uh, we need to think about is how does my skill fit into sma smac Mm-hmm. I, actually, that is that is really great, and I have to just share with you and our audience um, um, the Search and Information Association in Europe, which is a digital association, just did a, a tech star study with small businesses, and they not the big ones, but the small ones, and asked, um, you know, do they foresee in the next five years on cloud services? And most of them, a lot of them, didn't even know what that was, oh. and then a lot of and a lot of them said, and eighty percent said no. Okay. Um, so, so I think I, I think what you're saying is absolutely right. And mm-hmm. social mobile analytics and cloud is mm-hmm. really that direction. But how many how many businesses do you see now? How many companies do you see now who are focusing on this? I mean, because it, it seems to me there's a lot of stuff going on that is kind of short termed. Mm-hmm. 
mm. but not necessarily long term. Do, no. do, do you think companies understand this? Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, I, I, I hate to say it, but I see at least two companies. Just to mention two companies that I'm yeah. sure, sure that most people know, Amazon. I was just with Amazon. Right. Uh, a few weeks ago in San Francisco to visit Amazon Web Services. I don't know if you know, uh, Kimberly, but Amazon is running, it's, it's actually the IT uh, storage, IT department yeah. for most companies. Like even, I think Airbnb have five people employed in the IT department, right? I mean, it's nothing. Why? Because they outsource it all to um, Amazon. So Amazon is really embracing our entire lives, not only our private life, our shopping life, but actually also companies' life. And they, they make sure that people have a job. You're like Uber for Amazon. You can just, you know, check in and check out and, and driving, delivering packages for Amazon if you feel like doing that on a Saturday. Um, and then, of course, Alibaba uh, from China, right. who is uh, uh, Jack Ma, is an incredible uh, inspirational uh, leader. He, he foresaw the platform economy before anyone else and mm-hmm. the platform economy is really the inspiration for upwork and it, you know the geek economy that we see is on the rise and it, 50 million americans are already geek workers so i think if i should point at two companies who are doing this from a to b it mm-hmm. is amazon i'm sorry amazon yep. and alibaba really right yeah Yep, yep. But how how long do you think that's going to take to trickle down? Okay, so so we had this we had this study on the SMB, um, yeah. And I and I hear exactly what you're saying about mobile. Mm. I I just came back from Dubai where the mobile yeah. penetration is 224 percent. Okay, yes. and all, everything's done on mobile. Um, how and and we know Alibaba and we know Amazon are these incredible examples. Mm. How how long do you think that'll take before it kind of gets recognized by, you know, then the middle-sized companies and then the smaller companies? You know, the tricky part is talent because they can think about it and they, we can raise the awareness about SMAC, but the thing is if there's no employees that they can get. For instance, mm-hmm. I haven't even said IT security. Like we are lacking, I don't know, one million hackers, right? I mean, cybersecurity, the next war is going to be in cyber, a cyber war, right? And, and we're not ready for that. I mean, the only institution in the world who have professional education of hackers is Russia. And I don't think we're going to hire Russians <laughs> uh, in American companies. So the thing is cloud computing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no one that is educating people to be experts in cloud computing, meaning the talent is, you know, you have to, you have to recruit people from home, yeah. Teen- teenagers and, and other people who have who are young or might not have uh, taken an education uh, now so so that brings me to the thing i also know you want to talk about and that is generations uh, mm-hmm. because for the first time it's going to be provocative but for the first time in the history we will start employing people who are younger than ourselves and mm-hmm. much much smarter than we are yeah <laughs> I, I I completely agree with that, honestly. Um, we're going to take another break, and I want to talk about that. I want to talk about the generations when we get back, and I want to, and I'd like to talk about, you know, how we how we prepare them because you're talking about your children who are 9-11 you know, what do we have to do to start to prepare for this future of work? And we can do that when we get right back. And for our listeners, we are talking to Solima Gorani, and she's a motivational speaker, a philanthropist, and author. And you just heard she has a new book coming out, The Future of Work, first in Danish in August 2019, but I'm sure it's going to follow in English after that. And um, she also has some incredible uh, recognition. She was selected as one of the 192 management leaders by the World Economic Forum. And in 2012, she was recognized as one of the 20 most business-minded people in the Nordic countries by Nordic Business Forum. And you can connect with her on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook under her... I'm going to spell this for our listeners, okay, because Solima is not as easy to spell as it sounds. So it's S-O-U-L-A-I-M-A and Gorani, G-O-U-R-A-N-Y. And you can find her on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. 
And when we come back, I'd like to stay on the subject uh, that we're talking about, you know, this generational change, this future of work, and and maybe a little bit about how we're going to prepare for this as we go forward. And with that, we're going to take a short break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, and we're on the Voice America Business Station. And today we're talking to Solima Gorani, And she is a motivational speaker, philanthropist, and author. And she gives about 200-plus global talks per year. She was also selected as one of the 192 management leaders by World Economic Forum. And in 2012, she was recognized as one of the 20 most business-minded people in the Nordic countries by Nordic Business Forum. Now, we've been talking about, um, Solima, your book, well, which you just wrote in Danish, but we've been talking about your philosophy and your research because you've, you've done this research on what the future of work might look like. And, we, and you said you've come up with it's four things, and that's social, mobile, analytics, and cloud. Mm-hmm. And... Um, we also recognize that there are a couple of businesses out there that are doing this, Alibaba and Amazon. We know are leaders in innovation. And my question, we, what we're talking about is these things are quite necessary, all right? And so you're talking about the future work, but you also talked about your children. How, what do we have to do to start to prepare that next generation for this? Mm. You know, everyone wants to know that question, right? How to prepare them for a future? future we don't know i haven't been to the future you haven't right so we are awful advisors to our kids plus we're super biased because we grew up in a time that was very different so for instance i don't know any parent who are not forcing their kids to be good at math or at least survive the tests and all that and we spend time and money on touring and and we talk about how to get them into yale howard stanford and all that but you know frankly Smart people have never been less expensive. You know, we have an overload of PhDs actually worldwide. So if my kids want to write a PhD or aspiring to become a PhD, I would say do it for your own sake, but don't expect it to be a good career. And is it to go to one of the biggest universities in the world? Is that really worth your money? Mm, Yeah, in our lifetime, maybe. Yeah, it will 
will be a good investment. But honestly speaking, the skills you need to really make a good life and have an amazing career. And when I say career, remember I'm Scandinavian. It means what makes you happy, what pays your bills, what keeps you off the streets, what you know. So my my, my the, the the Danish dream is a little bit different from the American dream, I think. But so what makes you happy and thrive in life? You really have to work on three disciplines. One is, of course, your emotional intelligence, because the only thing that distinguishes us from machines and robots is our emotional intelligence. They will, be, they will get the emotional intelligence, but it's not in my lifetime. But they will. So you still that this is a this is a sustainable skill for another life generation. <laughs> so emotional intelligence, and then actually a global intelligence. Uh, this was an intelligence I I was taught by Bill George at the Kennedy School, Harvard. He taught me a few years ago that global, global connectiveness, global collaboration, understanding global structures. A lot of politics would not go so bad if we understood that we are part of a global structure. So you can do nothing today without thinking global, global, global. So that's your emotional intelligence, your global intelligence. And then the last one that most parents probably do not know exists, but they are they are working and improving their skills of their kids anyhow, but they don't know it's a formal skill. It's called a digital, digital intelligence, D. EQ, and it's the digital. I mean, it's your skills. Like, how do you how do you code? How do you act online? How is your life impacted by technology? And do you understand technology? Can you put up a homepage? Can you, you know, can you install a firewall on your computer? Simple yet very necessary skills. And so you need those three skills, and those skills you might learn them at school you might not learn them at school it depends on what school you go to it depends on the peers in your class what you learn and your teachers of course but the good thing is that if you need a skill today it's never been faster and less expensive to go and get them online and i want to tell every parent that might freak out about paper like i need my kid to go to the right school and get the right papers you just had this big scandal in us last oh yes week. oh yeah <laughs> no, no, I, I understand it because everybody, i mean parents want to make sure that their kids don't suffer and will survive and be happy in life and one of the things is i think most parents thinks let's put them to the best and most expensive institution in the world but they don't know either what future looks like right so we need to give our kids skills that makes them uh, flexible able to make good, smart decisions and that can put their scale and impact globally. And that's not what you learn at any of the big institutions. I mean, they will teach you, but they know to teach you. So I'm just saying you should at least understand what classes you can get online that goes with SMAC. Mm-hmm. And do you think that, that you know, the generation, I mean, your, your children with 9 and 11, do you think mm-hmm. some of this is actually going to come naturally? Because children or even the generation Z today, okay, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're yeah. you know, they are much more globally intelligent than the baby boomers were, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, the baby boomers, um, you know, mm-hmm. it's always a lot of fun being made of especially schooling in America. You ask mm-hmm. them where Denmark is and um, they may uh, say, you know, it's in Southeastern Asia, okay? You know, so, um, no, yeah. you know, uh, uh, but the children today, you know, they are globally exposed um, and and maybe a little bit more emotionally exposed or, or cl- clearly more digitally. So do you think some of this is going to come naturally? Yes, I mean, Generation Z uh, are starting working now, and it's the biggest generation ever, and it's the most powerful generation we've ever had, ever, in purchasing power. Uh, they're super connected, they're super skilled with IT. Some of those kids has 10 years of experience, right? Uh, yeah. And so, you know, they come out very experienced, and uh, they might lack social skills. We have to make sure that they understand to have a, a proper social contact and all that. and But, you know, uh, I spent, so for instance, in Japan, I did some research in Japan for my book. They might not be interested in having a boyfriend or girlfriend. They might not even be interested in reproduction. Uh, and why not? Um, because having a girlfriend or a boyfriend is complicated. So we might see, this is the worst case scenario, but in Japan, they sell more diapers to old people than babies. And mm-hmm. and partly the reason is that they are so connected digital that they don't need to have uh, relations with human beings. So we will start seeing generations set being single, lonely, but connected, right? Uh, so there's a lot of mental, uh, mental struggles that we will see facing generation set. The generation after generation set is generation alpha. And actually alpha is the most technical advanced generation we've ever had. They're more advanced than 
generation Z. And uh, and they uh, and, and you know what they are not they are like four nine years old. My daughter is a generation alpha. And mm-hmm. um, one poll they just went out on behalf of Hot Hotwire and they found out that sixty five percent of all decisions in a home with a generation alpha, the kids have impacted what they buy. So it's mm-hmm. even more powerful. <laughs> so we have no idea. Like they, they, we have no idea. And and I have a daughter that is gener- generation alpha and a, a boy generation set. So I have both in my house. And remember. We are six generations on this in the same workplace. Seven yes. now, so yes. you know it's going to be even more complicated. Complication, and and that brings me to communication because you just said that uh, on the social issues, um, as we start to move in this direction with six generations, I'm, and you're already seeing it in in Zet and and Alpha on the communication and social skills. Mm-hmm. Is that a place we have to actually? put some attention to and yes. help these generations and and yes. how do you how how do you see that evolving so i found out for research in my book and remember uh, i've been traveling 35 countries uh, for researching <coughs> sorry also for this book and 78 percent of all the baby boomers i i, I you know i'm a generation x uh, <coughs> baby boomers uh, is the generation my mom's generation is in and and you know the 78 percent of those baby boomers say that the, the reason why they have conflicts at work is because of the generation gap. Yeah. So so we don't understand each other. And it really goes back to one thing, and that is, can the baby boomers, can the generation X, can we actually embody and embrace that those kids are younger and smarter? Because it's reverse mentorship. I don't, re- I don't recall any society where the youngest is the most powerful. I mean, they might mm-hmm. be the most admired because they're beautiful and young, but how about smartness, you know? So I'm just thinking that that we, the old generation, have to stop thinking that we know better because we actually do not know better. We might have life skills, life skills that are worth so much for them, but when it comes to work and, and technology and all that, no, no, mm-hmm. we're not, we are more experienced, but you know, experience is not always a good thing. Mm-hmm. And, and do you see that with companies? Because that's what I hear a lot with companies, of course, and, and what you're right on this conflict. If you ask a baby boomer of a Generation X, you know, they'll, they'll say, oh, the Generation Z makes me crazy. And I, I mean, I yeah. have that with some of my own staff, okay? Yes, you know, yes. I mean, especially with, you know, the virtual. I, I think if you're Generation X, then you, mm-hmm. you started your first job in going into an office, okay? You know, or yes. going into someplace, okay? So we all went in someplace and we sat down and we learned how to do things. I, I think Generation Z, I think only maybe 20, 30% are going to actually see mm-hmm. an office. And then in Generation Alpha, it might be zero, okay? So yeah. um, um, I, I agree with you there, but how is there anything that we can try to prepare companies for to, to manage this? Because they, I just see the biggest communication gap, okay? I, I don't think, I don't always see that that somebody is trying to say that, you know, we in Generation X know better, but well, I just see how do you communicate? How can we help companies and help ourselves as parents and everybody else understand communication? Oh, you know, communication is always difficult. Uh, but, you know, honestly speaking, Generation Set is called Set because they're going to sap, like you sap on your TV from channel mm-hmm. to channel. And uh, they are going to have uh, 10, 15 different jobs before they start. They are in a job for four years and they are only assumed to be in one once in a lifetime for more than four years. So we have to recognize that they will not stay long. But, you know, uh, in 2007, there was a research done by the Center for uh, Youth um, uh, uh, research and they found out that there's eight things that the young people want in the job and you, this is painful for any baby boomers because baby boomers also think work should be painful right it's mm-hmm. you're selling your soul yes. for, you right. know, for money <laughs> yeah. you, have a, right. you might have a manager you don't like but that's yeah. life you know yes, that's, exactly. that's, that's not how they look at it so let me re- let me quickly go through this, the, the eight things that they want they want to develop themselves and have new challenges every day they want to have colleagues that they can learn from they want to do something for other people so the why is super important why Mm -hmm. is this company around because being profitable is no longer enough they want to be paid well and they don't want to be stressed and they don't want to take a job job where they're highly likely to be unemployed soon they want Mm -hmm. to have a lot of spare time and they want to have prestige so you see Mm -hmm. that right (laughs) 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 
Well, I tell you, when I started work, that wasn't definitely my list. Okay. <laughs> oh no, that's great. So, uh, so Lima, we're getting towards the end of our show. I can't believe it because we keep them going. So that with those eight things, I'm going to take away with those eight things and say, oh, okay, now I know this. Okay, what? But just. One last tip, okay? One, um, we're talking about the future work. We're talking about how we, both as people and as companies, deal with these changes. If you had one last tip for our listeners on on how we successfully deal with with all this disruption, but also very good disruption that's going on, what would that be? Well, it is that uh, future is uh, be optimistic. Uh, the future is nice. Uh, all the boring jobs are going to disappear. It's going to be faster and funnier. So don't worry. The future is funny. And it's going to be great for all of us. Most of us, we will create more jobs than we're losing. So that's a good, th- good side. But you as an individual, you who are listening, you need to start thinking, what magazines should I start reading? What podcasts? This one, of course, should I start listening to to keep myself posted? So just like anything in your life, you have to to set aside five, ten minutes a day where you keep yourself updated on the future. So instead of maybe seeing I love Netflix, maybe just take away ten minutes a day from your favorite favorite program and 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 brain on something that is more technically technically because there's no job really mm-hmm. no job in the world that is not going to be impacted by technology. So even if you don't like technology, you just have to imagine. After- you have to imagine you have no choice. Okay. Well, thank you. That's a great closing tip. And for our listeners, we, we have been listening to Solima Gorani, and she's a motivational speaker, philanthropist, and author. Gives approximately 200-plus global talks a year. She was elected as one of the 192 management leaders by World Economic Forum. Please reach out to her on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And that's under under, I will spell it, S-O-U-L-A-I-M-A-G-O-U-R-A-N-I. And she'd love to hear from you. So please reach out to her. So, so Lima, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been really delightful. We could probably do this again. <laughs> so, okay. great. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. And and you've been listening to Leadership Beyond Borders, and our show is sponsored by Global Business Therapy and Cinda, the search and information industry of Europe. And for Cinda, please go to the website www.cinda.com for more information. Cinda holds conferences twice a year, and the next conference is April 10th to 12th in London at the Hilton Paddington. You can get tickets by going on www.cinda.com if slash events and Cinda is a non-profit organization and we're also brought to you by Leadership Beyond Borders and Leadership Beyond Borders provides leadership training with a focus on digital transitions and digital agencies and Leadership Beyond Borders also has the Women's Leadership Academy 2020 which specializes in diversity and C-level development for women. Now if you'd like to contact me, your host Kimberly Lewis, please send me a mail at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or visit my website at leadershipbeyondborders.net And tune in to us each week on Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time or download us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And with that, I'm signing off for this week and join us again next week. And thank you very much. And thank you again, Solima. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.